0: Welcome to another episode of Bound to It. My name is Queen Rafi. This is my podcast, Queen Rafi Space, and this time around I will be talking to Dr. John Afan. He is one of the generous people who seem to give Nigerians health advice, even though they're stubborn about it on twitter and i was kind of curious as to what the doctor life is like so i said let me grab one and you know see how much we can squeeze from them so on the pod today is dr john afram thanks for joining in
1: Awesome stuff. It is great to be here. And um thank thanks thanks for having me on here. It's it's a pleasure.
0: All right. So I mean we really don't know so much about you, so give us like a brief introduction, please.
1: Okay, brief introduction. Um, first of right. right, I'm a medical doctor. Yes, I have a Twitter account with some followers. <laughs> but uh, it's, um, um yeah, health advice on the TL because it's It's, like you said, a lot of things that people do not talk about. But generally, I'm a medical doctor. I've been practicing for about four years. I'm currently in training to become a specialist, what we call consultant. So that's a huge part of my medical life. But when I'm not doing medicine, in fact, sometimes I say medicine is like a side hustle. I'm involved in a lot of other things, mostly around media, communications, mentoring and tech. But... I mean, medicine is, is it. Medicine is kind of beautiful. So yeah, that's a brief.
0: I w- I did not know that like you mm. had like other size stuff that you didn't yeah, do. Yes, it's usually a
1: it's usually a surprise to people because people always go,
0: hey, doctors have no
1: time, and I'm like, okay, yes, we don't. What?
0: You find the time if you have to, right?
1: Yes, I think so.
0: Okay, I I was surprised because um I would just think that you know. Even if a doctor was going to be interested in any other thing, you would still be, you know, health-related. But media, communications, that's amazing.
1: Okay, so it's not entirely not health-related. In fact, it mm. completely hinges on health. So, when I say media, for example, I'm using yeah. media for health awareness as a form of using media for health. So, when you build oh. on that from just maybe Twitter threads to writing long-term blog posts or Um, actually health companies who are trying to actually put out health content i'm just saying it's an entire spectrum when you go from health to media and i am willing and it's one of the things i like to do to find those linkages how can you link health and social media how can you link social media to get more information how can you link health and technology so i'm interested in stuff like that and i think that's where the linkages come. all
0: right cool so see let me tell you something i wanted to be a doctor one time in my life
1: <laughs> last time um, what happened ah! <laughs> a combination see, of I, things
0: yeah let's just say i discovered that number one i do not very well stand i mean see i don't think i can effectively take care of anybody like even when i am sick i'm a wreck <laughs> so okay so, that and then number two i discovered i see the physics and chemistry they didn't <laughs> like me they didn't like me i mean i ha- i finished my physics exam and i called my mom i was like hello and uh, i'm going to get f9 this <laughs> that was for my wife i was like what no the lord i was like the lord cannot do anything about this one
1: <laughs> okay so um just building on that a bit um yeah I think one of the difficult parts about medicine and healthcare in general is the weight of the decisions you have to make and how this things, because it's not just when you go to work, it's not just you trying to earn a living, it's trying to help another person well, stay alive. So I think that's, that's really telling. That's sometimes what makes it difficult because sometimes you realize that it's not exactly, it's, it's, it's difficult, it's a heavy decision sometimes, that's the truth, and um, considering mm. that it sometimes have a ripple effect, how you take care of this person probably um, affects the quality of life of the brother, of the sister, and um, yeah. so it's, it's just a long, a, a, a thing. The weight of the decision sometimes makes it a little harder to practice. I,
0: I made my decision to stay away then. No, yeah, yeah, that,
1: that's valid. That's valid because there are <laughs> persons who have come in and went, oh my God, okay, this is a lot. So we're just not going to do this. Like, we're going to find other ways to practice.
0: Oh yeah, now So let's, let's really get deep into it. So first awesome. off, how did you decide, when, not how, When and why did you decide, you know what I always knew I
1: was going to be a doctor. You always
0: knew you were gonna be a doctor.
1: Yes, my dad was a doctor. So somehow basically it's the only thing I've ever known that I was going. It's a combination of the whole way that African African homes run where your parents tell you to medicine in school. And a combination of the fact that I think he was well, he was an excellent doctor and a combination mm-hmm. of the fact that it just like it was, i don't say destiny but went from js1 you already know that eventually ss3 i going to write the jam from like it was just a thing that happened and that's how i got into medicine
0: wow then i would i was expecting you to give me awesome. like yeah i you know like you know how people <laughs> say my auntie died and i just said oh, oh yeah, my yeah, god that,
1: so, so. Yeah, so for me it was, I admire my dad a lot, I thought he was really amazing and he was a doctor and he wanted me to be a doctor, so um, maybe out of love and admiration, looking back, even not knowing knowing all the things I know about medicine now, I would definitely do medicine again, but getting in was never, was a thing that happened, let's put it like that.
0: Okay, I asked Noah, I think we've already covered that. So seeing one thing that I am always grateful for sometimes when I look back on why I did not make the decision to go and follow through with medicine even though physics wasn't helping my life <laughs> is the fact that people talk about how medical school is so hard. Okay. Is this or is this just like exaggeration?
1: So it's 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 difficult maybe for, the, for the, not for the reasons that people plaster. Most, most people say it's difficult and it revolves around the amount of studying you have to do. Obviously, that's there because it's, it's rather bulky. But consider it from other angles too. So you spend longer years in school, so there's less social support. Do you understand? Because, I mean, it's longer. And then your friends that you probably started with will probably have left when you're halfway through. And then hmm. the fact that throughout medical school, it's six, seven for most people because of strikes and all that. Seven years of just studying. Do you understand? Like no yeah. earning. Where well, your mates are probably already sending you money from you. So it's a lot of. Let's let's even remove first the book factor, which is there. Yeah. Then there's also the whole length. Then the fact that sometimes. For me, for example, during training, I trained in the University of Benin. During training, other than the exams after 300 level and the exams after 500 level, you really do not get any breaks. So the breaks I had were those one weekend that I could rush home and spend some time with my mom. So there's that too. Most medical students, when they leave home, and stay maybe seven, six years in whatever school they're practicing in, they're probably alienated from their families because of the way that the structure is run. And then there's the fact that it's not just classroom learning you understand, it's not just go to lectures or go to the lab. Then there are other yeah. aspects to, to it, too. You have to maybe go for postings in the evening. You have to interact with patients. You have to do these discussions. So it's not... It's because when you want to compare, someone would... Everyone studies probably as much as we do. Like, you, you you, have the degree. You probably you know how hard you had to study. So we study, yeah. but it's a combination of all these other things, too. Because when you know that the exams are not just structured to maybe your essay, you can write your essays excellently and write your theories excellently and write your MCQs excellently. And then when it gets to managing a patient, you make one mistake. And because you can't, because of the gravity of the decisions you have to make, because um, you can't afford to make that mistake in actual practice, you fail an exam that you did excellently well for. So it's um the difficulty in medicine is a combination of a lot of things that just make it difficult to to to, to read like it's a lot actually um but again, on the flip side is um management um, when when you already figure out the things that could. We- Mitigate against you enjoying your training or enjoying your course. It's too yeah. dense to now walk specifically towards it. So I had some of this um, information. So for example, that's why I didn't train far away from home. So it was easy to get that familial support. Um, there was a lot of there was a lot of other activities. You you just get involved somehow and try and diffuse this problem. But generally yes, it can be really daunting. I,
0: I am happy that you explained it because most times when people say medical school is hard, I'm just thinking of all the big, big books everybody has to read. But now you've leveraged it down to, it's not just the books, it's, it's, not, it's hey. how long it's you- is, is the fact that you know your friends that you probably entered hundred level with will be leaving my you at father
1: was sending me money when I was in school, <laughs> my kid <laughs> brother. <laughs> and I, so on some I enjoyed it because I mean free money, but yeah, your bro, like he, I entered school before him, I didn't feel any exams, just breezed through got to youth service, got a gig I was... <laughs> so it can be a lot really mentally. Yeah,
0: I, I absolutely understand what you mean now. And I think that when anybody's telling me medical school is hard now, I would understand it because yeah, picture. I just used to look yeah. at it of the books aspect. But I mean I can understand not having you know, to go to friends and then having to fill a course just because you made a slight mistake and everything like okay, liked- okay. Yeah, well, we just-
1: you, see, you see, that's the point. For you, it's slight. For me, the, uh, for the, um who's the candidate? It might be slight. For yeah. Oh, why the- but for the examiner, like, I can see it now because I'm a doctor. You understand? I've been in training. So I can see yeah. how I would say, Oh my god, you can't do that to a patient. So I can understand that now. But then it makes a lot of sense to me because this is one small mistake. Like how can you that? <laughs> oh, it's it's just I think yeah. the weight I, of the decisions you have to make come into play. That's I
0: think this is just like a perfect um time to get into the next thing I wanted to know about. Okay, all right. How emotionally draining is it to be a doctor? Let me see yeah. this. I always think I I have a lot of random thoughts in my head. A lot of times, half of them I do record on this podcast. <laughs> but but I think about it as a doctor, right? You you I said. You go to work, you take care of this patient. At the end of the day, you lose this patient. And I was talk- I was talking to my husband because I had this thought recurring, which is why I was like, let me find a doctor to talk to. Sure, yeah. You lose this patient, even though you did everything right. I was saying to my husband, as a person, if me and I have not gone to doctor, yes. I'm going to feel bad. Then imagine how. You have to sometimes, you know, um, you have to sometimes experience that over and over again. Yeah. And he was saying, oh, that's why they use the slang. Just go and pack him up. I was like, ah, uh, that <laughs> doesn't make sense to me. So I would oh, like to know how it right. drain- Yeah. It can
1: be draining. That is the truth. Recently, I did a thread on Twitter and I said something about how somehow doctors always remember, there's always a patient you remember that you could probably have done better to save, or probably you lost under very innocuous circumstances, like circumstances. And you go, oh, maybe if the system was better, or maybe if someone (laughs) took their call earlier, or maybe if this person just came to the hospital five minutes later. Is it... So the added added fact that we're practicing in a system that doesn't give us a full range of our capabilities um, adds to all in all. So I'm I'm maybe I find it a bit difficult to put into words because
0: I think your reactions are just about right.
1: <laughs> so it's a lot. Think... really. So you do yeah. a lot. Um, both, uh, I think I think everyone who's working in Nigeria is doing a lot. Work probably um under on the, on the appreciated that paid and underworked. Um, it's not different in the healthcare system. But when you do this, and um, yeah. one of the things I really love about what I do is that joy when you can tell this patient, "Oh, you can go home now." Or so I'm training to be an anaesthetist. What we do is mostly to take away pain and take care of critically ill patients. So when you admit a patient who's critically ill. And you tell the brother that, oh, okay, we'll do all we can and hopefully they'll get better in a couple of days. And you do this, you can see that joy. There is, so what the first thing I said when I started this whole thing was how the decisions you make affect the entire spectrum. And when you feel yeah. that spectrum's joy, when your brother, when the, it's it can be really amazing. So I'm going to start with the fact that that can be really amazing. Um And, but there's, also, like you said, the flip side of all the things that you couldn't do. It's important, I tell young doctors when they come through that, it's important to know that, first of all, despite all you do, empathy is great because you'll probably take patient, take care of a patient better if you can somehow feel their pain. But you should also understand that it's a job. Because if you get too attached, it can be really done. It can even blind your treatment of the next patient it can affect you mentally it can and it does affect a lot of people mentally because it's more than just your ability or what you could do and what you cannot do the fact that we work in this system where we have a lot of lapses a lot of holes where we could do a lot better and you just literally see people die for it's a lot um, so it's important, it's important. A lot of doctors are unhappy, um, a lot of people will go, all, Oh, no, we have to leave the country because of the system. But it's doctors everywhere have this problem because you would not save everyone that's fact. So, you somehow yeah. have to get to the point where you know that on some level it is a job, you would do it a lot better if you can heal the patient, if you can actually consciously wants to help this person feel better despite your medical training so let me
0: let me let me ask this is there at any point where like in school they tell you this they prepare you for this side of the job
1: okay i asked a lot of questions so i got some preparation um it is in some curriculums because it's an important part
0: yes it is
1: but I mean, the training, education is lacking in a lot of places. Like there are holes. I'm sure even in your degree training, there are holes that existed. Yeah. So it's not perfect. And um, but they should really should have more conversations about the emotional lack. I think that's a lot. That All
0: right. Let's just leave it at that. And when you were talking about this, like you know, giving me, I could honestly, your reaction and your pauses really made me feel the. How emotional how emotionally draining it can be because of what all of what you said. And then working in a dysfunctional society like Nigeria. Yes. It can be extra. Yes. So you also spoke about some people saying, Oh, they would love to leave the country. And I see you making um some trend about how doctors can take some certain <laughs> exams and you know leave the country if they want. So I wanted to ask you personally. Is that something that you to? have? Yeah, on your on your timeline yes. anytime soon um, or in the future? So it's
1: it's I think it's really individual those decisions. Yes. Um so it's a spectrum of things. But personally, I I'm 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 not completely sold on it. I think it's important to have the perspective of practice in, like say, SENA I think it will make you a better doctor, even if you want to practice in Nigeria. When you know what is great, do you understand? You know the problem yeah. with what is not and how you can upgrade. If you do not know that there's a problem, you can't fix it. Do you understand? So it's one of the things that I feel that maybe persons should get that experience, even if they want to practice in the country. Um, also, like I said, I think it's a in really individual race because you know what your long to medium term goals are. Me yeah. personally, which was the question you asked, I was kind of mm-hmm. like. I <laughs> it's somewhere in the future, but not in the short term goals. Because I'm in training here, like I said, I'm having yeah. as great a time as I could possibly be having. It could possibly be better maybe I'm not willing to explore that opportunity yet but again like I said to fix the problems you probably need to know what the problems are so I think it's important to have that perspective so it's somewhere on the horizon probably not in my short term. does that make sense all right yes
0: it does make a lot of sense okay let's get into some happy stuff how do you unwind? But before you say anything, I wanted to say this: Is Twitter one of the ways you unwind?
1: Oh yes! Oh my God, I love Twitter. <laughs> like, I cannot even hide my love. It's it's for a lot of people see it as a an account for me to like share health stuff. It's actually just a place for me to chill and meet new people and make connections Twitter is one of the things I do to unwind spend a lot of time online Um, so I do um, some volunteering some mentoring I call it unwind because it's mostly around things that I enjoy doing so Mm -hmm. work is not work if you enjoy it and if you're not getting paid for it it's not work you get (laughs) so personally (laughs) personally when I'm volunteering especially around courses that I'm passionate about around courses around um um, increasing health literacy or mentoring young students those are things I like to do um, then I listen to a lot of music I listen to a lot of UK rap Dave to be precise please listen to Dave whoever is listening to this, please listen to Dave he's a UK rapper and he's kind of awesome so yeah I listen to music I go on Twitter I volunteer some stuff and obviously like every other person I like some downtime too like just sit and chill with a couple of friends or be one when I find her like do you get like stuff like that too I cannot. that's the only thing like chills music a lot of music Dave should I come um i some Afro beats. i don't i don't watch a lot of movies i think it takes too much time just sit down and watch an episode for 14 minutes. okay okay
0: another thing i want i would like to know and i'm sure a lot of people are also curious to know because when you um hear about doctors there are a lot of stereotypes right okay. people say ah they work 48 hours around the clock okay who say oh they don't even sleep like they can be on the on on your on bed with your wife and they're calling them up and saying you have to go <laughs> <laughs> and then some people on the timeline will always say oh all these twitter doctors they probably don't have jobs <laughs> because all the doctors,
1: like, don't have so, time to breathe you get like you don't have it. time to breathe how do you have time to
0: tweet how do you have to so, please? All right. Take so... us through what a typical day at work is like. What's, your, what's the typical day?
1: Okay. 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 I'm going to draw it into pictures. Um, mm. My typical day, for example, when I started practice um, as an intern in somewhere in Delta State, is different. I wake up early, six ish, or six ish, five ish. Like, you have to be at the ward by 6 because you have to, like, do a summary of the cases in the ward before your senior. In this case, my registrar comes in. So that'll probably take like an hour, and hour 30. So you get to the word 6.30-ish by 8 when she's coming in. I say she because I'm just replaying in memory. Do you understand? Yeah. So she yeah, comes in by it. 8 and we do the rounds. She was no nonsense. I loved her. In fact, she probably gave me my first major training. No nonsense. I loved her. We do the rounds. to like... 10, and then whatever is left to do during the round. So maybe during the rounds we go, oh, this patient maybe needs another blood test. So you now have to do all those, in quotes, walk. Do you understand? So you go and maybe mm. the blood samples and take them to the lab and consult any new patients and stuff like that. So you do that till maybe one, two. And then, um, so this is if you're on the ward. So if you're on the ward, maybe around the time you're finishing the rounds, Will be the time the new patients who are coming to be admitted to the ward are going to be admitted you understand so maybe they've been referred from emergency or wherever and then they're coming around the time you're finishing around so say from that 11 12 ish to maybe 2 3 ish you're admitting the patients um getting them all settled in taking a fresh history because that's the thing sometimes people complain that doctors do well you go to emergency a doctor sees you ask you all the questions in the world. And then after some time, after two days in emergency, they now send you to maybe the ward, and the doctor now has to see you and ask you all the questions. So we do that just to make sure we're not missing out anything, you're receiving the best care. Just and um, maybe I forgot to ask that you vomiting before, and that's going to change your diagnosis. So basically, you now do this, admit the patients, and um, get them all settled in, drop maybe treatment plans, discuss with the nurses, maybe do a second round with your. Resident, and um, maybe four ish you're done um okay three ish thereabouts you're done so in all this time take note i didn't put any time for breakfast or lunch because somehow you just have to find a way whether get food to the ward or get someone to get you food or maybe if you have a partner if you're lucky enough to have maybe another doctor running the ward with you so you can say oh you're here let me go get something to eat but that's usually what a typical day like, um, so, when the day on the ward finishes, and then usually 4 p.m. in most places is what we call um, the work day. So, from 4 p.m. till the next day is what we call on call. So, most persons now go home. So, if let's say there are two doctors on the ward, um, one now goes home by say four because we've finished admitting the new patients, we're taking care of the old patients, everyone is relatively safe. So, then one doctor now has because These patients can always develop complications. Someone can always stop breathing or having difficulty breathing. Or there's one drug that's not available and you have to prescribe an alternative. Or there's some new lab results that just came in like after 4. So there's always probably something to do depending on how busy the center you are is. But then you just stay on the ward from the close of business. That's let's say 4 p.m. manage the world till the next day the next morning so that's what we call being on call when you're on call when others go home by 4 you stay back
0: okay all right
1: run it till let's say 8 in the morning because even if someone comes by 6 a.m or there's a complication by 6 a.m you need a doctor on the ward the same way you have a nurse running a shift and a pharmacy in the pharmacist in the doctor on the ward so there has to be someone so when you now take those calls and end 8 a.m the next day because you still cannot just disappear you're the one who knows about the patient so when you're here by 8 a.m if you have a partner luckily the partner maybe has come by 6 30 just to join you with um doing the taking We call it doing a summary of the patients, do you understand, for the rounds in the morning. Does this make a picture?
0: Yes, it's really, I'm following you like right through. I'm just using my imagination to be like a doctor and
1: follow you through. So in in some places, depending on the staff strength, you could see persons who are on call every day. Because let's say there's only one doctor working in the unit. You understand, so and again, note that I said they're cadres. So when I was talking about this, my day, this was me being the intern and me being a resident who probably has a senior resident that they report to, who has a consultant that they report to. So on every level, because everyone has their job description, everyone has. So as the house officers, that's the interns, that's my day that I just described, are taking calls. The residents too are taking calls. Do you understand? So depending on how many they are, so if you have four house officers, maybe house officers are taking calls every once every four days. If you have two residents in the unit, they're taking alternate day calls. Do you understand? Mm.
2: So yeah, I get now
1: it. A, 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 from what I described, you understand it's a, const- it's a combination of a couple of things. How much work are you actually doing? How many patients do you have? What's the patient load? What unit are you in? Because some people, for example, run clinics, where they see walking patients, and then refer the patients. the The scenario I gave for was for a, a doctor practicing in the ward, was running the ward. So if you are in the clinic, for example, maybe you resume clinic by eight a.m. By the time you are getting to clinic, maybe there are already fifty persons, just like fifty you. waiting for you. You know how it is sometimes when you go to the hospital. So when that's already there, you start and you go your day. So maybe you spend the whole eight to four now, seeing patients in the clinic you're treating you're prescribing for some you're referring some maybe to emergency because emergency cases are not seen in the So i'll not refer you to accident and emergency or you are referring some to the ward so you see a patient who's maybe relatively stable but oh this patient ah no you can't go back oh you have to be admitted to the ward so we send you to the ward so it's a so the guys in emergency for example Resume by eight, they do a quick round on the current patient because the guys in emergency probably have the most unstable patients, patients who mm. have a road traffic accident or who had some acute bleeding in the night. So um, those ones come maybe by eight, do a quick round. The ones that they've been able to stabilize, you have a road traffic accident patient, and let's say the orthopedic team have come to put a cast on the leg. You understand? So that patient doesn't, for example, need to be in emergency anymore. Anyway. So they can go to the ward. So you send to the ward, the guy at the ward is admitting the patient. In all these things, remember now and now I've now added a new one, reviewing patients. So if you're on a team, for example, if you're the doctor in orthopedic ward, when you're doing done with the orthopedic ward work, you probably now have to go and now see the patients, the orthopedic patients, or patients needing orthopedic review in other places. Do you understand? So maybe you're in orthopedic world and there's a patient who's in female medical who needs an orthopedic doctor to have an impute in her management. So then you leave the ward. But, so it's a lot of things that a lot of doctors are doing at the same It's really difficult to say, oh, this is what a nine to five of the doctor is supposed to be. It depends on a lot of things. I what don't
0: do you think you double. guys run in 95. This sounds like a two four,
1: 24. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's another thing I want to add. Because w- when you see the way the work is structured, you see that you can't leave it. For example, if you're the one in the clinic, you're supposed to maybe close your clinic by four. Do you understand? But yeah. if you still have patients there, you're not going to send them home. Do you understand? You're probably going to see them till maybe 6, 7. And then when you see them till 6, 7, maybe there's one you're waiting for the results. So you're hanging around the hospital because you want to close that case. Do you understand? So it's a lot of... But sometimes you can get lucky also. Let me, let me, let me see some nice parts too. I mean, you can yeah. get lucky and then you have a lot of persons who are in the unit. So you can say, oh, so you do the ward round. We will go and review the patients outside. And then maybe in two hours, three hours, everyone does what they're supposed to do. And by two, you are done. Mm-hmm. So some days are like that. And then you get lucky. But the, I think the, 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 the catch is when you're on call. Because on call, sometimes it's not even about how busy your calls are. It's just the simple fact that you can't leave. You understand? Because two seconds, someone calls you, you have to appear. So even yeah. if you the busiest is not the busiest call That's that you just have to sit somewhere and wait
0: <laughs> and just like you're literally just waiting for the call yeah
1: <laughs> so <laughs> It's, it really doesn't give you a chance to do anything else. You can't start watching a movie because if you just start seeing one now, ah, actor one guy. <laughs> oh, no, just call you hello. No, no. So it's just. I don't understand
0: know. why you don't like movies now. Wow, that really painted like a really, you really painted a very vivid picture. But I think the most important thing you said was the fact that it depends on, you know, the number of cases and of things. also a
2: lot of
0: people and a whole lot of other stuff. Wow, you guys yeah. do quite a lot. I, I, I'm happy I had this conversation because now I'm going to look at my doctor differently. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll appreciate that
1: because... Yes, so, I am so,
0: definitely going to look at my doctor differently.
1: We'll appreciate that. People don't like their doctors. Most people don't. I think Twitter yeah, is a, good, is, is a great place to have the overall sentiment. People don't like doctors. so Yeah, but
0: some of you are mean... To be fair okay uh, you don't well. let us do things we want to do like take fizzy drinks like eat late at night <laughs> <laughs> uh, i know you were like okay so where is she going uh, but but i mean Ooh, i'm because I I I now i'm going to look at my doctor differently because understanding all that you said that is a lot for somebody to go through. Have, really? Where does time to actually even factor your own life come into? You really would have to grab that time. You have to yeah. create that and grab yeah. that time for yourself. And Which is important, again, because, like you said, this whole job thing can be mentally draining it some a So, so time. when you have
1: to spend those long hours, you're inadvertently committed to just believing it. And it's it's really not the best situation, to be very honest. Like I said, that's one of the things why I keep hammering that. You know, on some level, doctors should understand that it's just a job.
2: So no yeah, matter how
1: many hours you have to do, breathe and know that even if you have one hour off, just do not be medicine, do not be a doctor at that particular point.
0: Okay, all right. Family. So now this is like the end of, of we've come to like the end of Ooh, the end yeah. <laughs> okay so this was but fun. I can't let you go no okay. not just yet I mean we are the doctor on the podcast you give us like one one mm. health advice at least just one one Ooh, okay, that you okay, look okay, at okay, okay.
1: so just... I would my, what, what I think the biggest hack is is um mm. okay drink more water I think people do not drink enough water um it's a ripple effect because a couple of things. First, drinking more water would help, um, especially for persons who maybe find it rather difficult to cut down their consumption of other things. Um, we all know that junks and the healthiest easy drinks and the healthiest, just an alcohol. All these things are not the healthiest, but. Mm. Man, no good now. So, it's I, we understand when, when, when people come and say, ah, they've been working all day, I just want a bottle of Coke. We understand that. But we also will tell you that, see, it's an either or. It's usually a trade. If you drink more water, you'll drink less of this. So, that's my own personal hack. Just drink more water. That's it. The truth is, on some level, it is difficult to appreciate health because it's mostly abstract. Do you understand? Mm. You really do not know the value of health until so maybe you've had that scare or you're ill. And that's when you go back, I'm like, oh my God. So this is like, so it's it's, it's a thing, and we perfectly understand. But yeah, please yeah. just stay hydrated, more exercise, a little more. Ex- like people should add it, make it a habit to exercise. And um, when we say exercise, people mind originally ultimately jumps to oh, some really heavy workout cardio 200 push-ups no like start with basic things take a walk what are your steps like how many steps do you do a day your heart has to keep poof, poof, poofing. so a jog a run a swim some aerobic dancing activity drink more water eat healthier so these are actually the basics and these are will i say the foundation if you're eating well your immune system is probably up less chance you're going to get like a really bad infection do you understand, your drugs, if we're giving you drugs it'll probably work better, if you're more conscious about your health if your health is um, where it's supposed to be it's even easier for you as a person to tell when you're ill, do you understand because if for example you have this consistent ache or this consistent headache because you're not sleeping well, when it's a headache that you need to come to the hospital for it will just be stress plenty now but when you're 100 you're sleeping well, you're eating well you're doing some exercise, you're drinking enough water, your body should be at let's say 100 so when anything goes wrong it's easier to pick out and say oh maybe I should talk to someone about this and generally please you always stand a better chance the earlier that you get to the hospital always stand a better chance and the truth is, it's difficult. <laughs> I've gotten to full, Dr. mood now. The truth is, it's <laughs> difficult It's difficult to sometimes go to the hospital just because maybe you have a headache or you have some fever because it's small. I mean, everything is probably... But that's... that. And one of the reasons is that healthcare is expensive. People don't appreciate how expensive healthcare is because we've all found shortcuts. If you have a headache now, you probably just bypass them all. That's 20 naira or 100 naira as opposed to maybe X amounts that you would even pay for CAD, then consultation, then ABC. And the way to mitigate against that is a call I've been doing. In addition to eating healthy, one thing everyone has to know is that you have to look out for your health because it's you're going to fall ill. You could fall ill. Even if you don't fall ill, do you understand? At some age, you probably would have to do some x ray or some chest just to ensure that your body a body's 100. And yes. healthcare is expensive. Please get health insurance. It might be difficult for a lot of people, especially persons who are not salary earners or who it's not in their salary, but it's not in their um, pay sleep. Because most companies now do it, oh, we'll just pay health insurance for you. But if you earn a regular. Healthcare is very expensive. Very expensive. If you want to get good healthcare, please get health insurance. So, when you save money for whatever you want to use money for, you don't want to use that money for health because it will devastate you. Like, And when it gets to that point, you'll probably now be calling your brother or your sister or your friend, like, it's a ripple effect that's paying maybe 10k or 20k a month and take care of your family for it like it really is a huge trade-off and please if you're listening to this please get health insurance it will save your life Yes, it would.
0: Thank you so much, Doctor John. Oh, I have completely awesome. enjoyed myself having this conversation. Oh no, it
1: was great to be on here. It was really awesome to serve this. And message.
0: I want to say thank you so much for your time and all of the amazing um health tips and helping us go through the mind of a doctor.
1: A pleasure. It was it was great to be here.